Have we reached a moment in time where things are completely irremediable? And can we see it for what it is? You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl-related. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by and making this your first listen to absorb all of your O-State information here on Locked On Oklahoma State. Yes, for those of you on podcasts, the beard is gone. And to me, that is what makes this season completely irremediable. Irremediable, another word for incurable or hopeless or um, irreconcilable. It's just, it's not good. And the prospects of it getting better aren't good either, right? So I've been, uh, you know, preparing for the Sunday Not So Fun Day show, which we are in our fifth edition of. Sunday Fun Day shows are so much more fun. But now I have to look at myself without having a beer. And I've had a beer for 12 years. So, like, you know, my uh, my animosity runs deep today. <laughs> but I'm going to try to focus on where we, as as fans, yes, guys, although I do this for a living and, and you know, I, I dive deep and study all this stuff and watch film and grade film and all that fun jazz. At the end of the day, I'm just, I'm just a, a statistically – overindulged fan, right? And so I have been scouring um, everywhere I could find, right? Your, your orange power, your pistols firing, and your, your daily Oklahoma, and your Tulsa world, and, and, and your um, OK State Illustrated, gopokes.com, all of these places. And I've just kind of been reading. And the thing that really, really... I think caught my attention is sometimes as fans, I think we forget that, especially in today's social media society, that kids read all this stuff, right? You used to have to come up with bulletin board material uh, and you, you would, you, you put something that your rival said or the team you're playing said negatively against you in the locker room to at least have it you know, recirculate throughout the, the locker room, which makes things more intense. It makes practice more intense, makes people more pissed off, makes people more ready to rock and roll and throw hands. And nowadays, that stuff is daily, almost hourly for these players. Now, do these players check this stuff hourly? No, absolutely not. But to think that they don't see some of the things that people post, to me, is just, it's, 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 I don't understand it. It's ridiculous, right? And the whole reason I started my previous channel before I got this job was just for the the, uh, purpose of education, right? 
I find it interesting how Oklahoma State became a university, you know, when it dates back to 1825. And, um, you know, they had the, the boll weevil that, that traveled up from Mexico through Texas and it destroyed all the crops in 1862. Uh, so the government wanted land grant universities to be able to teach people crop farming, how to prevent bugs and all that fun jazz. Right. I find that very intriguing, just like how OU got started. They needed more doctors, teachers, lawyers. Uh, I appreciate that stuff. Right. The fact that they started almost a week before we did, they, they were uh, becoming Inception University, December 19th, 1895 or 1890. And we, and we, we followed suit at December 25th. Right. So I do love that there's the historical side of things. And to me, I think the best way to spread the fan base is to have people across the country, just a little bit more knowledgeable. Right. So instead of, you know, the perception from somebody in New York being, Oh yeah, that team that has cool uniforms, that plays really good, but just can't quite, can't quite win anything. Instead of that, I would like people to, to know that we're one of the top 10 winningest programs over the last decade. I would like people to know that Gundy is uh, number two in all-time wins at his current university. I would like people to know that we should have played for the 2011 National Championship. We got, air quotes here, guys, voted out by 0.08%. And it was to who? Alabama. I would like people to know that Tyreek Hill was somebody who played at Oklahoma State because people don't really talk about that a lot. I would like people to know more about who Barry Sanders is, more about who Thurman Thomas is, more about who Zach Robinson is, Brandon Whedon, Justin Blackman, Joseph Randall, Kendall Hunter. The list goes on and on and on. But when you see on this social media stuff, when people talk about how we need more quarterbacks because we suck at quarterback. That's, that's absolutely preposterous. When you hear people say that we suck at running back, really? Did you not see Ollie Gordon tote the rock? Why does Ollie Gordon not get as many carries? That's because he fumbled the ball early in the season, right? So that's inexcusable. That's why he's not getting enough carries. But to say that he's not he's not good enough is, it's, it's guys, it's asinine. And it's very unbecoming of a fan base to put down the people who actually are carrying you forward. Garrett Rangel was a very, very highly sought after four star. He's going to do just fine. You see flashes of the brilliance. He just needs to put on some more mass. He needs to put on some more weight. He needs to have a little bit more of an understanding of how many route concepts. When you see people say that we need more to transfer wide receivers because we don't have a guy, I just, I. I a, where do people, uh, how do people, I think is the better, how do people come up with these assumptions? Because if you watch the film, right, and if you go over some of the film grades, for a wide receiver, the grading on film is predicated upon, did you run the right route? Were the defense and zone coverage, were they in man coverage? Did you push up far enough on his feet before you made your break? Did you give him a double move and make him flip his hips? Did you come back to the ball on a scramble drill when the, when the quarterback's rolling out? All of these things go into the grading factor. And it's just not right to say things that are blatantly, absolutely untrue, saying that we need better quarterbacks. Really? Garrett Rangel is, is, is more than suited. People underestimate how sought after uh, Gunnar Gundy was. Guys, I've said it before. There's reports out from Gary Patterson that, uh, that Gunnar Gundy was their number two prospect. And they really wanted to go after him. But, you know, as soon as they uh, established that he was going to play for his dad, everybody backed off. 
talent's not a question. Guys, um, his record in high school is something like 28 and 2 or 28 and 4 or something like that. At a 6A high school in Oklahoma at Stillwater High, he shattered a bunch of Stillwater High records, including Josh Fields and Matt Holliday and Jared Starks. Like, to, 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 to say that we need transfer quarterbacks and transfer running backs and transfer wide receivers, it's ridiculous. Can we please stop? Because if we keep saying stuff that's outlandishly inaccurate, we are going to lose some of these guys. You know, you see somebody like an Ollie Gordon reading this crap, like, oh, we don't have any good running backs. Please recall that Texas offered that kid a bag. And he still came to Oklahoma State University because he wants to be a cowboy. He understands that his fumble cost him some carries. And he ran like a beast yesterday. DeAndre Jackson has been running like a man possessed every time he gets the ball. Granted, it's very few carries because he spent half the season fighting the NCAA to get all his transcripts and everything switched over from Texas A&M. So he lost half of a season. So every time he gets the ball, he runs like he's wanting to smash people's face masks in half. I love it. Jaden Nixon is perfectly suited for the style of running game that we're trying to accomplish. But when he gets hurt and rolls his ankle up in the third, fourth play of the game, what do you expect him to, to, to do? He can't come back in. And the dude has, what, five, six touchdowns already in receiving? Whenever he gets the ball, he makes major, major, major moves. He makes major things happen when the ball is in his hands every single time. Do you see him going backwards? No, you don't. So, again, to say that Jaden Nixon and Ollie Gordon aren't good enough to get it done and we need to transfer running back, it's just flat-out dumb. For us to think these things and then to also think that these kids are going to stay. Nowadays, re-recruiting is harder than recruiting, right? Nowadays, trying to convince kids to stay for particular reasons as opposed to going to LSU or going to Ohio State or going to Texas or going to Mizzou uh, for, you know, guaranteed playing time or guaranteed bags of cash for those who are already starters. I had somebody tell me the other yesterday that uh, fans do nothing when it comes to recruiting. That's all on Gundy. No, there's a thousand things that Gundy has done wrong this season. There's a thousand things Gundy has done wrong in his tenure. But that ain't one of them. So I just, I, I wanted, I wanted to, I guess I'm almost just venting, but my objective is to spread more knowledge so that way we are more accurate whenever we're, we're talking to people because people know people and those people know recruits. Uh, don't, I'll just say this. For those who, who, who didn't know, um, on my live show yesterday where I shaved the beard because, you know, I put those words in my mouth and I had to, I had to cash that check. So, uh, I also mentioned um, great news. I will be having Stefan Johnson Sr., that is Stefan Johnson Jr.'s dad, uh, joining the show Tuesday. And then Thursday, we will have Mr. Tatum Bell on as a guest. I'm, I'm more than excited. And we've got some more coming down the pipeline. Guys, I just wanted to make sure that I have a good grasp of how to do this job correctly before I started bringing guests on. Uh, I do think that we're, we're, we're matriculating more and more into that category. I still got a lot to learn. I still got a lot to know. Uh, but I think it'll be good, you know, to just take a break from some of the negativity uh, and, and talk to somebody. So Coach Stefan Johnson Sr., 
not only is he Stephon Johnson Jr.'s dad, so obviously, you know, I kind of want to have some conversations and figure out why he decided to go from Oregon to Oklahoma State, right? Because he was committed to Oregon for quite some time, and at the very, very end, he flipped here. So we're going to ask him those questions. Uh, we're also going to talk about the fact that he brings recruits to Boone Pickens Stadium on a regular basis, as, as is the West Virginia game, right? He is in the Texas recruiting scene. A lot of high school athletes know exactly who he is and what he does. So he's going to be somebody that's going to be, uh, I think, vital to some of this recruiting type of conversations. But I will tell you, he'll second this fact that if we don't know, right, if we're not sure, let's just not put it out there, y'all. Let's stop saying stuff that's absolutely ridiculous and ludicrous that we don't have good running backs, that we don't have good wide receivers. Goodness me, ladies and gentlemen. I, I I do appreciate the fact that a good portion of the fan base uh, on all of these sites, including when you do like live shows, uh, I went live yesterday. And for those of you that jumped on, I want to say thank you very much. Y'all make, y'all make this stuff very, very fun, very enjoyable. As you can tell, I love what I do. I get fired up. Uh, it's more than just that I care. It's the fact that I, I do X amount of research just to be able to put stuff out there to help with the national perception, the national marketing, and the recruiting of Oklahoma State University. The more people know, the, the better off we're all going to be when it comes to this recruiting side of things. And yes, this recruiting class right now isn't the, the biggest thing to write home about. Do we have some concerns in regards to some of the fifth-year seniors maybe not hanging around now because of the, 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 the face dive at the end of the season? Yes, all of these are valid concerns. But yet again, for us to say stuff like we're not good enough at running back, we're not good enough at wide receiver, that's crazy. We're not good enough at O-line. That's a fact. We have the talent. We don't have the depth. And the talent that we do have – they seem to be getting mixed up between run run uh, blocking and pass blocking sometimes, which should not happen, especially when you have a legend like Charlie Dickey. Charlie Dickey absolutely needs to go. You guys are right. Jason McAdoo, uh, I'm not seeing a lot about him needing to go, but I've said it eight times. I'll say it nine. He absolutely needs to go. He's been here since 2014, y'all. And in all of those years, from 2014 all the way to 2022, he's recruited one guy that caught a touchdown at Oklahoma State University, and that was Bedlam and Quentin Stewart. Is one touchdown in six, seven years is acceptable? No, it's not. I do hear a lot of people clamoring to get rid of Dunn, but Dunn's not the problem. He is an issue, right, because – some of the some of the decision makings on play calls just don't make any sense. Uh, perfect example. Speaking of Ollie Gordon, the one that a lot of people want to say is not good enough. Uh, that gentleman ran like a man possessed, and we're driving down the field twice at the very end of the game, and we run this random wheel route fade to him instead of just. Hand him the rock. Okay, so that that is undone. But we've talked a, a couple episodes ago about how we've seen, we've heard some slips come out of some of the players. We've heard some slips come out of Casey Dunn, just like Casey Dunn mentioned uh, in Bedlam, that he said, I really, really would have liked to score a touchdown there instead of taking field goals, but it is what it is. That's a shot at Gundy. There's been shots at Gundy this year by Dunn. 
We all know that Dunn wanted Dickey gone, and Gundy said no coming into the season. So Dunn was kind of stuck like Chuck, and he had to work with what he had. Wasn't happy with what he had. He doesn't think Dickey lived up to his in the bargain. And he's hinted at this stuff all throughout the season in press conferences. We've had players admit that they quit during the game, the whole team. And, of course, we saw Spencer lose his cool, which had never happened. But we were having the same exact issues before done. So it is nice to see some people, a decent amount of people, are coming around to the idea that that we've probably hit our ceiling with my Gundy. And it's irresponsible and, and, I don't know, it's damaging for the future of Oklahoma State to pretend that we can continue down this trajectory. We're not that big of a university to be able to continuously capitalize. We have failed to capitalize. We didn't capitalize from the 2011 season. We didn't capitalize from having all of that talent, even when we had Tyree Kill, Mason Rudolph, James Washington, Chris Carson. We didn't, we didn't capitalize. Uh, 2021, uh, you know, we should have capitalized. Were we better last year than TCU is this year? Absolutely. Ring the bells. Sing to the heavens. We were far and away better than TCU is right now last season. But we still found ways to slip up and lose games. TCU is finding ways to slip up and win games. It's because Sonny Dykes is aggressive 24-7. He does not give zero craps what the score is, what you want to do, what you're doing. He is putting his foot on your throat over and over and smiling about it. That's what we miss. That's what we lack. But it's not on the kids. For, I've seen, I saw today people saying that depth is a problem. Goodness gracious, Mary and Joseph, ladies and gentlemen, come on. Depth ain't a problem. This is the deepest Oklahoma State has ever been in the history of the university. You can go back to 1895 if you want. This is hands down, not even close, the deepest, most talented roster we have ever assembled and put on a field. But if you're a recruit and you're seeing all this crap, what's the reason that Xavier Worthy is leaving Texas? It's because he feels unappreciated and bashed on constantly by the fan base. It ain't due to success. It ain't due to the fame. It ain't due to money. It's due to the fans constantly talking crap about him, saying stuff that's not true. Does he, does he, you know, take plays off occasionally? Yes, he does. He has. Okay. But when people say that he doesn't know how to run routes and he doesn't know how to do scramble drills and he doesn't know how to beat uh, press man coverage, these are all things that the fans say about him that are just blatantly untrue and he's tired of it. So guess what he's doing? He's bouncing. This is stuff that can reverberate all over the country. We have 26 seniors, right? And like, like 17 of them have the option of potentially coming back for a COVID year. The Spitzer Sanders saga is done. If you heard his mom talk to Robert Allen before the game, she spoke in past tense the whole time. He was saying that she was saying that, yeah, he was good. He did do good in Stillwater. That means he's gone, y'all. But I've also seen people talk about how Spencer Sanders wasn't that guy. Watch what he goes and does somewhere else. 
Imagine Spencer Sanders and a Rhett Lashley style of offense where the coach says, brother, we're going to let it fly. We're going to let it ride. And we're going to do everything in our power to win every single game. We're going to be aggressive. We're going to be competitive. And we're never, ever, ever going to slow down. I said yesterday on my live show, you'll take 15 picks if it comes with 60 touchdowns. And I'm not, I'm not of the, I'm not of the, the, the contingency that thinks that it was a good idea to start the game with 20 passes in a row. No, it was not. I mean, is that, that's maybe, is that undone? I don't know. But to say that done is a problem, then you have to say that every single other offensive coordinator before him was the problem. That means you have to say that Sean Gleason was a problem. Guys, I was excited when Sean Gleason came in. Sean Gleason ran a double to triple option uh, quarterback attack at Princeton. And he shows up here and we have Drew Brown and we have Spencer Sanders. So is it exciting to see some of this double quarterback possible stuff? Yes. Did we see any of it? No. Mike Yersich, he's doing pretty daggone good, right? Since he's left Oklahoma State University, had stops at Ohio State. Now he's at Penn State doing pretty, pretty good. He's going to have more opportunities. Guys, Larry Fedora, Todd Monken, Marcus Arroyo. I know Arroyo wasn't uh, OC, but he was you know, heavily involved. These guys are taking some of the, the Gundy philosophies, which are good. Some of Gundy's philosophies are phenomenal, right? The brotherhood, the bringing people back, the, 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 the cowboy culture, the family atmosphere, the fight for your brother. That stuff existed for a long time. We lost that this year, 100%. So the question is, how? Well, it's not because of talent and depth. It is not. And if we keep saying that kind of crap, we're going to rub people the wrong way. And we, as a fan base, are going to do more of a disservice than Mike Gundy could ever do to the university. Yes, I'm fired up because I care. I care so much that I'm just, I'm so frustrated in seeing people talk crap on Garrett Rangel and talk crap on Zane Flores. Really? How many elite 11 quarterbacks has Oklahoma State ever signed? I can tell you the answer is zero. Bobby Reed would have been if it would have been a big deal back then. Okay, so maybe one. We did have, uh, what was his name? Nick Starkle committed for a while, and he was a, a, one of the top elite 11 performers. Um, he decommitted, you know, there at the very end. Zane Flores was in the top eight of the Elite 11 quarterback competitions all the way into the last two days of the whole deal. And then the very last day, he got bumped a little bit outside of the top, top 12, top 15, because, you know, he just he didn't shine as much as like somebody like the, the Jackson Arnolds did. He just he missed some of his, his short intermediate throws, is, is what it was. If you watched, if you watched the Elite 11 stuff. So for people saying that Zane Flores is going to need years in the system to get ready and he only plays class A ball in the state of Nebraska, goodness me, the Elite 11, they're the top 11 quarterbacks in the United States of America. It doesn't matter what class, it doesn't matter where you come from, it doesn't matter what color you are. It's about talent. Zane Flores is going to be just fine. He's much like Garrett Rangel, the same Garrett Rangel that chose us over multiple big-time D1 programs. He was a highly rated four-star quarterback. Just needs to put on a little bit of muscle mass, y'all. The wide receiver room is loaded for bear. John Paul Richardson, how often has he failed us this year? 
Brandon Presley, how, how often has he failed us throughout his career? How often did Bryson Green fail us? How often has Blaine Green failed us? You saw flashes with Stephon Johnson Jr. being that dude. We all know that Jaden Bray is still that dude. He just missed an entire year because of, of, of multiple injuries. To say that we don't have that guy, is, it's, it, it's, it's, it's unbecoming and it's unfair and it's inaccurate. So I'm just pleading for all of us in the fan base, all of us, stop saying things that are bold-faced lies about these kids. If you want to say stuff that is true, that you can prove that's verifiable via stats or film, fine. So be it. Say it. Because it's the truth. Right? If we want to say the Gunner Gundy looked like he was peeing down his pants when he came in for K-State, that's fair. But to say that Gunner Gundy is not even a close to a D1 quarterback, that's asinine. That's completely ridiculous to say these things. To say that Garrett Rangel's not going to be able to cut it. Um, <laughs> For those that even think that maybe Dom, I don't think Dom's the best fit before this offense, but I do know that if we changed what we did offensively, he'd be a great fit. Could you imagine a Dom, uh, Dom at a, a Wisconsin or a Minnesota? I said that on purpose because I have family in Minnesota. But Iowa, Iowa State, could you imagine Dom in that style of running scheme? Absolutely. But we're trying to put a square peg in a round hole and then blame the guys that are trying to do something that doesn't make sense. We're trying to blame Ollie Gordon. We're trying to blame Jaden Nixon. We're trying to blame Garrett Rangel. We're trying to blame Spencer Sanders. It's just, it's not a good look if it's not even close to accurate. If you want to say that our O-line needs serious, serious help in the transfer portal, that's a fact. Good job. If you want to say that we probably need some help at linebacker because Xavier Benson is tweeting out that things look uncertain in Stillwater, okay, you're probably gone if you're on Twitter talk, talk, not talking crap, but just putting stuff out in the open like that. Like, we all, we all get it. We see it. We know it. But we also see on film multiple times where you, sir, walked and jogged and took plays off. This is verifiable. This is factual. So again, as a fan base, guys, if we want to say stuff that's true, then by all means say it because it's the truth. But we have to stop saying stuff that's ridiculously not true. We have to stop saying that we don't have talent. We have to stop saying we don't have depth. We have to stop saying that our running backs aren't good enough and our wide receivers aren't good enough and our quarterbacks aren't good enough. That is a bold-faced, blatant lie, and it's wrong, and it's false, and it's not fair, and it's not smart, because it will come back to bite us if we keep this stuff up. The blame needs to go where it needs to go. The blame needs to go to the coaches, primarily the man up top. And we are seeing, we are seeing a decent amount of fans that are starting to come around to the idea that Gundy is – the, the reason for all of the ascension, he's also the reason for all of the downfall. And just like I said in my live show yesterday, if we fail to capitalize too much longer, we're going to lose the ability. And then this stuff that some of us are saying about Oklahoma will tank with Oklahoma State will tank without Gundy. That's not true right now. 
right now we have the budget, we have the facilities, we have the, the success, we have a winning track record, we have the recruiting prowess, we can spread over different states now, which we couldn't do for the long time. We only had to recruit in the state of Texas. Now we get to get kids from Louisiana, Texas, California, Nevada. It doesn't matter. Our recruiting has grown, yet we're failing to capitalize. I think that a lot of people are, 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 are realizing this, okay? Should Gundy maybe be gone now because of his failure to, to adapt? It's very, very, very debatable. But he's going to get another year, whether any of us like it or not, because he's earned it, right? That's fair. I respect that. But if we continue this almost but not quite, almost but not quite, oh, bad season, almost but not quite, if we keep doing this, it is eventually going to have an accumulative effect of abject failure, which is what we have done for a long time under Gundy. In, in big, big, big crucial moments, we fall on our face all the time. It's just like I, I changed the name of the show from Locked On Pokes to Locked On Oklahoma State. I say go Pokes all the time, every day. But when people talk about the poke choke, you can't really argue it because it's true. Then it starts with the man up top. It starts with the dissension in the locker room. Dunn and Dickey and Gundy, they don't get along for whatever reason altogether. You know, Gundy likes Dickey, even though Dickey has been a, a ridiculous hire. We thought he was going to be great because he was a legend at K-State. It just it doesn't work here. We have to start putting the blame where it deserves to go and stop saying bold-faced lies about these kids that are not true. We don't need to go scoop up a new running back in the transfer portal. We don't need to go scoop up any wide receivers in the transfer portal. We don't need to go scoop up a quarterback in the transfer portal. We need a lineman. We need linebackers. We probably need some safeties because I don't know if JT's staying, right? Let's stop saying stuff that's not true, please. It's going to hurt our fan, or not our fan base, but our recruiting. It's going to hurt in keeping kids retained. Xavier Worthy is a perfect example. It does happen. It can happen. And it will happen if we keep saying this crap that's not accurate. That's all I'm asking, guys. Just Let's just make sure that we're, we're sticking to stuff that's, that's verifiable. Because if it's, it's the truth and kids get rubbed the wrong way, well, then that's on them. But if we're saying stuff that's just not even close to accurate, and we're bashing the ones who are trying and praising the ones wearing the headsets that are not trying, then we're going to lose those guys. And then, then we're in the situation that Cowboy fans fear. The ones that fear that if Gundy goes, we fall into this oblivion of nothingness. That's it's not even close to true. Right now, we can go get a Matt Rule type. We can go get a David Rana type. We can go get a Chris Kleiman type. We can go get a Lance Leipold type. We have the ability to do so, and we have the name, we have the logo, and we have the success and budget to do so. But if we continue down this path, we will lose the momentum that we have carried for the last 10 to 12 years. We'll lose it faster than it'll take to regain it. So we need to do our part. And re-recruiting, because re-recruiting is more important than actual recruiting nowadays. Because you look at Jer Bernard Converse. He told everybody and their mom he was absolutely 100% coming back. No doubts. 
And then his hometown, LSU, flashes a bag of cash and bada boom, bada bing, bada bang, he gone. If we keep saying stuff about these kids that ain't true, why would they stay? Just like Spencer Sanders, tip your cap. He is one of the greatest of all time, top four in the history of Oklahoma State in almost every category you can physically possibly think of. He's a gamer. Does he throw a lot of picks? Yeah, he does. Did he get any type of freedom to be creative and pull some crazy stuff off constantly? No, he didn't. If you're if you're a daggone quarter horse, you don't want to pull a buggy. You want to go. That's Spencer Sanders, and that is our running back room. I can assure you of that. So let's please do our part and stop saying stuff that is patently not even close to reality because it makes us look bad. And these players will see, feel, and read these things. So let's do our part. Please, can we? I think it would be good for all. That's all we got for today's Sunday, not so fun day show. I can't apologize for getting fired up because I love our university far too much. I love this job far too much to disrespect it, as, it just as much as I would never disrespect the university by being inaccurate on things that I know are going to hurt. I will always call it like it is, right? Ain't no sugar coating going on here, but. Let's just be, let's just be real. Let's be fair. Let's be honest, right? Let's, let's be transparent. Let's do what Gundy won't do. Just like sometimes the the guys have to win in spite of Gundy. Sometimes we have to help recruit in spite of each other. So let's do that because it's good for us. It's good for the university. It's good for state football. I love you all. God bless. Go Pokes. And we will do this again tomorrow. Again, everybody get pumped up for the guests that we have coming this week. Coach, recruiter extraordinaire, Stephon Johnson, a senior. And then later on this week, the legend himself, Tatum Bell.